What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. I'm Jeff Burlingame here with my co-host, Joe Marcoux. Joe, how you doing? I'm awesome. So glad to be here. Good to see you, man. What's going on? Not too much, man. I am excited to talk about this topic today. In fact, I feel out of all the topics we talk about, this might be the one that I get the most fired up about. Uh, because it is, it, it, I just can't avoid it. And I know you guys who are watching this, listening to this, you can't avoid this either. So tell me it, or stop me if you've heard this one before. Um, I can get you 100 leads right now for $99, right? Or or any sum of money or any other sort of gimmick. If you've been scrolling Facebook, Instagram recently and you're a business owner or you're in the business of selling, which... I feel most of us are, uh, and we've talked about that on the show before, then chances are, because of how intelligent the AI on social media is, you have encountered this ad before. And not from one, not from two, not from three gurus, but from a thousand, right? Sound familiar, Joe? Oh my God. And it's, and of course, everybody, even when, when I'm speaking with people and they're saying, yeah, you know what? I just need more leads. I just need more leads. Really? So what you're saying is you want to have leads. The question is, do you want to have quality leads? Yeah. You just want to have more work at a high cost. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. And I know where you're coming from because everybody is now a self-proclaimed expert in lead gen. Yeah. And yeah. And and they're from all over the world. They're from all over the world, man. And you know they're 16 years old, living in mom's basement, and they're lead they experts. Yeah, they figured yeah. it out, man. No problem. It, it surely is the hottest topic in you know the the 2020s so far. Is like marketing lead gen gurus, man. And I just cannot escape it. But here's my question, especially to any of the clients I work with: What are you going to do with those leads? What are you going to do with them? If I gave you 100 leads today, and actually, here's an even better question. Could your business survive if I gave you 100 leads today? So it's a matter of whether or not your business will survive with 100 new people or if you can even close any of them, any any good percentage of them. And to your point, like, are they quality leads? Are these people who are actually seeking the service or the products that you offer? Or are these people that were somehow uh, algorithmed into your situation and all of a sudden they've been blindsided? Like they just woke up and they realized they were uh, looking for a personal trainer? That they were looking for whatever product or service it is that you're selling? And turns out they might not even want it. So now you have to, to your point, Joe, work even harder. You got to warm this audience up because they're completely cold. They're frozen. They they are minus 263 Kelvin. They are frozen <laughs> solid and you have to warm them up and then you have to enlighten them to, you know, your value. What's your value offer, your value proposition? And then you have to try and close them. And these are the ones where when you're handling objections here, guys, you are doing a 400 meter hurdle. You are hopping hurdles left and right. You are handling five, six, seven, eight objections. This is not as simple as like, oh, we just need to figure out how you want to pay for this. No, 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 no. No way. (laughs) No way. And then this is the crazy part. What does your organization look like? 
I mean, do you have a team of people? I mean, these are 100 leads. We're just using the number 100 as an example. Yep. I mean, you could even get 20 leads. The question is, are you an army of one really? Like, like, are you a solopreneur? Or do you have a couple or three or four or five people that are part of your team that can handle the onslaught of these leads? And again, these are cold leads. So you've got to build up KLT. You've got to build up no love and trust because people aren't going to buy from you if they don't know, like, or love and trust you. So within all of that, you have to ask yourself, do I want to have this onslaught of leads, which will be a shit ton of work, or do I want to have quality leads? And, and here's the question. Would I rather have one quality lead? And it's, it literally becomes a quality prospect or I just need more leads, man. <laughs> and have a hundred people that you now got to warm up only to find out that you don't have the skill set to be able to, like you said, Jeff, handle all of these objections because you don't even know these people. You haven't what I call ETR. You haven't earned the right to even have the conversation with them. So what's better for you as a salesperson or as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur or as a business owner, what's better for you? More leads that cost you more time and they cost you money to go advertise to them? Like, hey, use this Facebook pixel and you're going to be able to target to them. Yeah, that's great. I'm not suggesting that it doesn't have its place. For those of you who really want to be able to help more and sell more, wouldn't it make more sense to be able to have a quality prospect? Yeah. It's a question of how much work you're willing to do, right? So you guys, you know, if you've been listening to the show this long, this is episode seven, by the way, and we're rocking and rolling. We're having a good time with this. And we hope you are too. Uh, be sure to subscribe if you enjoy the content and be sure to drop us a five-star review. This helps us out a ton. And as far as just searchability on like Apple podcasts and Google and so on and so forth. So if you join the content, be sure to do that and be sure to share this with anybody who could use actionable advice, because that's what we provide here. That is our goal. That is our purpose. That is what we do. Actionable advice to help them improve their business and move themselves closer to personal wealth, because that's what we intend to do here and help you help more people so you can sell more and be more successful. Now, we've got some action steps coming from you in hot today. You're going to get some stuff out of this for sure. But let's start the show that we the way we always do here, Joe, with a little story time. Right. So the story time today is going to be on a time that you can remember, that you can recall in your sales experience where you've wasted leads, that you've gotten these leads and maybe they were low quality, maybe they were high quality, but like your sales process was not built to handle them at that time, at that moment. So you therefore wasted them. Can you think of a time like, oh, my God. Yeah. Earlier on in my career. And this is this is where. You know, one of the projects that I'm involved in in the uh, industry of, of sales is lead cycles. And so here's the perfect example. How many of you have ever been to a trade show or have had a booth at a trade show? So when you're at a trade show, and it could be anything, you could be at a boat show, an RV show. I've been to the Barrett Jackson car show. And if you think that the Barrett Jackson car show is just all the booths or all about cars, you've never been because there's fitness equipment, there's uh, home furnishings, there are sculptors, there are artists. I've done the Calgary Stampede, by the way. It's known as the greatest outdoor show on earth. Well, indoors, there was a 10-day trade show open from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. 
And I was working as the Canadian distributor for a product called Sunset Swings, which were outdoor high-end patio furniture and also manufacturing Inspire fitness equipment. So we were doing both at this trade show. Well, then right next to us was a hot tub company. And then next to them was a company selling motorcycles at the Calgary Stampede. So let me tell you this much about creating, getting leads. There's in over 10 days at the Stampede alone, there was over 1 million people coming through the gate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You want to talk about opportunity, right? Yeah. So then people put together, here's where people screw up. They put together this bowl mm -hmm. with, with enter here for your free draw. Kind of a great idea, right? And after yeah. 10 days of having literally hundreds of thousands of people walking past the booth of those hundreds of thousands, you might have several thousand that are filling out a piece of paper and putting it in the fishbowl. And here's the answer. No follow-up. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. Big freaking goose egg. You got a massive bucket. Uh, like I'm talking a massive aquarium filled with paper with illegible names. <laughs> Like, can't read anything. Yep. What's their email address? I so wrong technology with people that are interested in what to get something for nothing. Yep. And so now the raffle, right? So they they just want to win something. Yep. And then at a, at a at a trade show, you might also get people that are walking in and they're walking around with bags. Their bags are filled with brochures of every different booth. So they've got, you've got, I mean, I've seen this. We called them pigs, professional information gatherers. There were pigs. They were just grabbing all of this stuff. So they would take, hey, I want a brochure for that car. I want a brochure for that barbecue. I want a brochure for your swing. I want a brochure for your fitness equipment. I want a brochure on this new vitamin C. I want a brochure for your garlic press. It's like, well, what are you interested in? No, they, just, they were just interested in getting stuff for nothing. Is that the kind of lead that you want? And then you're going to follow up with that person? Are you kidding me? No. So, like, yeah. mind-boggling, man. And now today, everybody's an expert on Facebook, and that's the same kind of garbage that you're going to be led into. You're going to have a fishbowl full of stuff just creating more work for you. So that was my experience. We did a fishbowl full of paper, and then it's like, can you read that? I can't read that. Then... How much time would it have taken to be able to get thousands of names onto data entry? And then even then you got to create a sequence and then you got to build them up and you got to get, oh, no, we did failed attempt, major fail. Dude, is that, that, is that a that good story? Is, <laughs> that's a great story. And I, I can relate because I've been to those trade shows and I've done those things. And it, it's tough, man. Uh, I've done fitness expos uh, from, from my past. Most, uh, most of my experience in sales has been in fitness. Uh, I've owned my own gym. So when I owned my CrossFit gym for six years, uh, before selling it, like we would go to trade shows every year. There was one big one in uh, Grand Rapids that was sponsored by Fifth Third Bank. It's a Fifth Third River Bank run. So we have the Grand River runs right through Grand Rapids. If you guys are familiar with Michigan, uh, Beer City, USA, if, if that helps. Uh, <laughs> that's like 10 cities in the US that claim this now. But anyways, the original Beer City, USA was Grand Rapids. 
So yeah, I've gone to that trade show and that's similar in size, like very, very large at the big expo center right downtown. Uh, and I've sat at that booth for nine, 10 hours and oh. we brought fitness equipment. We tried to get people on our, our concept to rowing ergs. We tried to put them on the exercise bike. We tried to like just swing kettlebells around. I mean, I want you guys to picture this. People who don't know how to move properly have never worked out at a gym. I'm like, here's a barbell with 135 on it. Let's go. And that's a terrible idea. You know, if you want to just <laughs> herniate some discs and really upset some people, that's a great way to do it. So again, I wasn't right at the time. And we had a clipboard. We did the same thing. So I'm glad you brought up trade shows. Uh, it, you guys bring an iPad, get the numbers in whatever. But if you're at a trade show, like Joe was at where it's just every business from everywhere ever, you gotta do something way different. And unfortunately yeah. you also have to understand that you're going to get like a three to 5% response rate. Like that's what you signed up for. So, yeah. you know, prepare appropriately. And I do want to clarify too, when we talk about your sales process, what we're talking about is within your business, some people will call it a funnel. So if we're using hot key terms in sales, it's a funnel, right? What happens when you encounter a lead? What happens to them? How do you contact them? You do text, email, phone call. Do you try to set up an in-person meeting? What does your sales appointment look like? right? Do you, is that in person? Do you sell over the phone? Do you sell over Zoom? Is there a process you follow right now? Do you ask specific questions? Do you look for specific answers? How do you make your pitch, your presentation? How do you sell this person? And then what happens after that? That's what we're talking about with the sales process. And if your sales process, first of all, if it doesn't exist, you're screwed. Sorry, make one. Uh, and if it does exist, can it handle 100 leads? So I'll give you my example of legitimately 100 leads. I, when I owned my gym very early on, we were looking to grow massively and quickly. Uh, recipe for disaster in any business, I don't care who you are. So what we did was we signed up for this company um, and I don't think they exist anymore, but I still won't name them. But let's just call it, uh, you know, Better You, right? <laughs> it's actually very similar to what the name is, but Better You was a six-week challenge organization. Six-week challenges... If you guys are familiar with fitness at all, you've probably seen a thousand of these. If you've ever, again, how smart is AI on social media? Too smart for its own good. Skynet is coming. Uh, I'm just kidding. No conspiracy theories here. But, uh, but you know, it, it's very intelligent. So if you've ever, like, thought about losing weight, chances are you've come across a six-week challenge or a 21-day or a 28-day nutrition challenge or whatever. Like, you've heard about these. You've seen them. Maybe you've done them. So the gimmick here was a six-week challenge, boot camp style class. We would advertise it for two weeks. We would get hundreds of leads that I would meet in person. They would come in. Now, 50% of the time, I'm not kidding, they would think it was free. Even though nothing ever stated otherwise. Like nothing said it was free. None of the advertising said it was wow. free. Wow. And this is, you know, probably an investment of about $2,000 in Facebook advertising. First of all, $2,000 for two weeks of advertising. It's a lot of money per day for Facebook ads, for fitness, especially at a brick and mortar fitness. This is at yeah. a local business. This is not online. This is not remote. This is a gym, right? And we would get hundreds of these ladies coming in. It was a women's only challenge. And they would come in. We'd interview them, interview. Uh, that was the sales process that we had to use. I had to separate myself from mine to do this 
quick speed dating round kind of approach to it. 15 minutes to interview them to see if they're a good fit. Of course, they're all a good fit. We're trying to sign up all of them if we could. Like, why wouldn't we, you know, whatever. Like, so that's the approach we had to take with them. It was very quick. Uh, there was almost no way to build up, you know, no love and trust, right? KLT uh, was very- As you're talking, cool. Jeff, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just feeling- Are you cringing? It's like, it's, it's icky, dude. It's, it's, uh, claustroph it's, it's claustrophobic, man. Like it's, uh, it's terrible. So I get the same feeling, man, when I think back on it. And I ran this challenge, by the way, like six times over two years. Okay, oh, so this man. is one time you get each time hundreds of leads, Hundreds of ladies coming through to do their interview. I meet them for 15 minutes. Half of them think it's free. I have to say it's not free. It's $250. And then I have to try and sign them up from there. Talk about tough sales situation. This was intense. Now, here's where it gets bad. You know, 50% thought it was free. Most of them didn't sign up. The other 50% knew it wasn't free. However, we're hoping it was 30 bucks. So now I have to upsell them essentially from $30 to $250. And our goal is to close like a hundred of these ladies. Wow. This is exactly where this, uh, the, the idea for this episode came from is from this experience I had. Now, these are all extremely low quality leads. If they signed up, the chances of retaining them after the six weeks dropped to 10%. Oh my God. 10% retention. I want you guys to think about that in a business like a gym built on retention. Now, not all businesses out there are built on retention. However, we're going to talk about how retention plays a role for all businesses later uh, mm -hmm. in terms of referrals and repeat business. That's what I'm talking about. But my business was month to month reoccurring. So it's retention based. I have to keep those clients to have a, a reoccurring revenue that I can rely on as a business owner. And I'm a small business. So when I lose 10 members, it hurts. Yeah, it stabs yeah. me right in the liver. It's not good, right? So we need to keep them. That's the challenge. 10% were retained. And here's where it all went wrong. Two years later, guess what I did, you guys? I stopped doing the Better You Challenge. And what happened to my business? I took the biggest hit of my business life. That business almost went out of business within two months. I lost 40% of my members because I had been retaining as many as I could from this challenge. However, when I stopped doing the challenge, they couldn't just keep repeating every six weeks. They couldn't do a boot camp. I canceled my boot camp. I was a CrossFit gym. So I tried to integrate everybody into my main community, the main CrossFit gym. And I lost 40% of my business. I want you to look at your business right now and imagine, again, I'm small business. We're doing 20 to 25K a month in revenue. 40% of your business goes out the window, but your expenses don't change because you're still running oh your God. business yeah. as if you were at 100% of revenue. What would yeah. this do to you guys? That was the roughest time of my life. And the, the obviously, you know, almost put the nail in the coffin for my gym. It was an insane time to get through, but it all was like just this, this cascade effect that started two years earlier with taking on leads that were extremely cold, should not have been with me to begin with. Yeah. And I worked my butt off for two years to keep as many of them as I could. And it all was for naught at the end, right? And that's what we're talking about, you guys. We want to help you understand the difference between 
good quality, low quality leads, hot and cold leads, how you can get warmer to hot leads instead of these cold leads, and how in reality you don't really need 100 new leads or any arbitrary number that you want to choose. We're just using 100 as, as an example. You need a better sales process so you don't waste as much time, spend as much money, and you end up with better clients who do repeat business, who give you referrals yeah. willingly, lovingly, because they know, love, and trust you. And they become an ambassador to your, your they become an ambassador yeah. to your brand because you've been able to provide them with such value. And so you're better off having raving fans and having people that are, you know, here today, gone to tomorrow. We've, we've said this before, we're not building the business on a one night stand. We're building it on the foundation of a solid relationship. And that's really the essence of, hey, I wanna really help you. So if I can help you, then you're gonna buy from me. As opposed to, hey man, I wanna sell you something. They're gonna leave you. Yeah. Big difference. Exactly. I mean, you, you <laughs> I, it's funny. I saw this on social media this morning. If you guys are on TikTok, don't get off of it. But I saw this hilarious TikTok this morning that was like, you can, uh, you know, shear a, a sheep as many times as you want, but you can only skin it once. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's that's point. Fail. you can, you can, if you persuade, trick, push, shove somebody into a six week challenge, for example, and then try and drag them along. You were literally, I had them by the collar. I was like, come on, you're staying with me. We're staying at this gym. You're, you're going to do this stuff with us. Right. And that was essentially that, that skinning of that sheep. Right. And yeah. it was, it was pushing them to something that they didn't necessarily want. I'm sure they needed, everybody needs to, to work on their health, their wellness, of course. But are they in the right state of mind for that? Do they, do they really have the right intentions going into it? Uh, and essentially, I skinned that sheep and I suffered for it two years later versus, mm -hmm. versus taking care of the right people, the good fits for your business, the best fits, if you will, and having them stick around willingly, lovingly, and to bring you new business and to do stellar reviews, video reviews for you to help you grow your business and to bring you you know, referrals long-term and, and that's stay with you. And that's, that's exactly what this episode is about is what do we need to do? What's the tactic that we need to apply so that we can get better quality leads organically? Exactly. The, the, the whole concept of, and I'm not opposed to advertising, but I can tell you right now in my three businesses, we have yet to pay for ads. And all three businesses are growing. Mm -hmm. So the question then becomes, and I'm, again, we're not opposed to considering it as far as paying ads. It's obviously there's so much static out there with, with paid advertising. And then I'm, I'm good with it if I'm going to be able to get quality leads. We're at a point right now where we have to ask ourselves, do we have the organization and the structure to be able to handle the onslaught of multiple leads? And I remember being in a mastermind where a guy, he was a solopreneur. He advertised on Facebook. He, he ran a Facebook ad for three days. He ended up getting 26 leads. He turned off the ad. He was in a panic. He had too many leads. What do I do? Yeah. Right. I don't have time to even contact them. I get this all the time from gym owners is we'll turn on Facebook ads 
and they'll turn it off and they keep on off on off and that's not rounds on that that's not how that's supposed to work exactly it's not an on off switch right are not supposed to do that because your ads learn that's the ai so the ai is supposed to stay on and learn and when you turn it off you you injure you hamper that ad you're You're penalizing yourself you're penalizing yourself so if you so, can't handle 26 leads, don't turn the dang ad off. <laughs> right. I mean, how many leads do you really need? A lot of the people that, that I've, I've been working with, for example, in the dojo, there are multiple, multiple people in there are, are solopreneurs. Now, granted, I have district managers from companies that have teams of 30 to 40 people, and they take the information that I'm giving them, and they're bringing it over to their team, which is great. All things being equal, the majority of the people are sales professionals or people that want to learn a high income skill, which is why we're hoping you're listening to this podcast in the first place. You want to be able to take this skill and apply it to helping other people and helping yourself in the process. So here's something that I can tell you most people are not doing enough of based out of fear. Hmm. They're letting their own head get to them. And they're not asking, you know, we, you and I have talked about this before, and we're going to talk about this again in the future, which is asking for the sale. People don't ask enough. And now you've got people that have already given you their money because they know, like, and trust you. And what happens is in, in product sales, oftentimes people will ask for a referral at point of purchase or testimonial in Mm -hmm. fitness and health sales. For example, if you're doing coaching, you would then say at, at, that, at that point of purchase, congratulations, Jeff. It's awesome that you're part of this family now and you're going to love this coaching. Can I count on you in a few weeks once we've crushed some of these results for you? Can I count on you that we could do a testimonial and even ask you for a couple of people that you know that would be a great fit for what we're doing? Here's the thing. That's one ask. Mm-hmm. And the most successful organic growth that I've ever seen has been when people have, have these, these people, and I, I'll give you an example, Craig Ballantyne, weekly is asking everyone for more referrals. He's asking, who do you know who? Five words. Who do you know who that would also be a great fit for what I'm offering? And it's on repeat. And I know it's coming. And it's not like I'm going to tell Craig no. So guess what I'm doing? I'm emulating that. I'm saying the same thing. And I'm wording it a little bit differently in the way that the approach that I'm going to give you guys is this. And I would say, so Jeff, are you happy with how things are going in the dojo? Yeah, absolutely, man. It is well worth the time and money spent. Awesome. So I've asked you a question and I got the positive response. And then I would turn around and I'd ask you the next question. Who do you know who that would also love to be able to get the same results that you're getting? my friends in business. Okay. And then I would ask, I'd say, Hey, could we do this? And then I could send you a script, send him an email that would say, you know, Hey friend, I've been working with Joe in the dojo. And at first I was, and I literally, here's the script. At first I was skeptical. These are the results that I'm getting. I highly suggest that you get in touch with him. And I've copied Joe in this email. The amount of people that I've had in referrals in that context, because email's great. And I do this all the time as well. I, I, I become the connector. And this is a whole other thing about networking. If you connect people together, you want to get organic growth, it would be, hey, Jeff, 
I want you to beat my buddy, Chris. Chris, meet Jeff. So this is the subject line is Jeff, meet Chris, Chris, meet Jeff. And then mm -hmm. the body of the email is Jeff, meet Chris, Chris, meet Jeff. I want you guys to connect because of ben, 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 ben. and here's the thing and here's the, the benefits and I hope you guys do awesome, right? And I just get out of the way. And what's interesting is that warm connection, they'll remember and they'll do the same for you. And these become organic leads. And you have to remind your existing customer base, people who know, love, and trust you on how to do that. Mm -hmm. Because we can't assume that people are just going to get off their ass and do it for you. They're not. This, it's, your business is not their business. Your business is your business. So if you work for a company and you're a salesperson or a representative for that company, it, even if it's not your business, guess what? It is your business because your territory is your business. When I was a rep, a factory rep in my career, I looked at it as my territory and my the customer list, they were my clients. And instead of just selling them stuff, I was providing them value. And then I would ask them five words. Who do you know who? There are three R's that I can think of right now that most salespeople and business owners neglect. And that is repeat business, number one, reviews and referrals. Yeah, and That's what we're talking about. So if you are not focusing on those three R's, write them down. And then every week, every month, every quarter, I want you to tally up the number of each you get. Right now, if you're in a business like I was with the gym, your repeat business is just recurring. It was auto rollover. Like all my members would just pay the next month automatically. It would be drafted from their bank account unless they canceled. Right. So my repeat business number was more of a retention or even on the flip side of that attrition number that I would look at. How many members would I lose per month? And trying to prevent that number from going over a certain limit, right, would be extremely important. If you guys are in the business of selling a product, it's repeat business you're looking at. If you sell cars, repeat business is a thing. Family yeah. business is a thing. Extended family, coworkers, friends, like, come on. Real it's, estate. It's real a estate, recurring yeah. revenue business because you have to look at it in the sense that, hey, you know what? Not everybody lives in the same house mm -hmm. for, for the rest of their lives. I know one, this day, well, look at you. You just moved into your new place. Yep. In my lifetime, I've got to go back in time here and think of from going from uh, one to, uh, I, I, off the top of my head, now in my 50s, it, again, from my first home that I purchased, I'm looking at eight or nine. Yep. I mean, and I'm not a big fan of packing bags and packing boxes and moving. However, I love the castles that I've been able to live in or my homes. And that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. And so think of it. It's, I want to be able to, if I'm a realtor, if I'm a real estate agent, I want to not only get your repeat business when you're going to move, or you might keep your home that you're in now and move and then keep the home and turn it into a rental property, right? So there's, who do you know who, right? You got to stay in touch with them. You got to keep asking. I've got this real estate agent. She is absolutely relentless with asking us for referrals and I love her for it because she's awesome. Yeah, that, that is definitely where to go. And I can tell you guys, I used the same commercial real estate guy, uh, for my gym, which moved three times. 
Uh, and he helped me lock down all those deals. And I always went back to him whenever I considered like, hey, should I buy a building? Like what's available? I had him looking around for that. Um, the, the real estate company that got me into my first purchased home with my family, I tried to, I would have reused him. I would have used him. It's just real estate is also kind of territorial. So when he couldn't help me move to where I wanted to move, then I reluctantly had to switch over to somebody else, but would have gone for that repeat business. That said, I still get like his, uh, postcards. Like he knows where I live. Oh, sure. Um, but I'll say like, no, like, and trust, right? This guy knows the names of my kids. He knows the name of my wife. And we had like two interactions. The dude remembered our names. And what's, we've said this before. What's the most beautiful sound in any language? Person's name. name. Yep. That's it, man. So, I mean, imagine that, right? So keeping these relationships. Now try to make that relationship with somebody who knows nothing about you, nothing about your industry, has never heard of your business before, doesn't care about you at all, probably doesn't even want the service offering. They just encountered you via a Facebook ad that you paid Mark Zuckerberg for. That's where you're at, right? Like, that's hard. You're working from ground zero. <laughs> it's like with this organic traffic that Joe's talking about, instead of starting at ground zero, you're starting like way up here. You're at like 80% of the way already, already, because their best friend, coworker, or family member knows you, worked with you, enjoys what you're offering. And to Joe's point too, like they're not just going to grab the, the megaphone and shout on top of a mountain, the name of your business and how good you are. You have to give them the, the megaphone and then you have to also give them the script. Hey, reminder, um, say this reminder. Say this yeah. That's it's, it. It's, it's literally, it takes pull out, the ball hammer. pull out the ball peen hammer and hit him over the head with it again and again and again and again and again and again and reminder, reminder, repeat, 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 repeat. And the beauty of that, Jeff, is that it, it, don't let fear interfere. Don't I, let fear interfere because if you're afraid to be able to ask for somebody for a referral, you're not getting it. Mm-hmm. You get it? When I say you're not getting it, I'm not saying that you're not understanding it. I'm saying you're not getting it. You're not getting the referral because no. you're not asking for it. That's exactly it. And I'll tell you from my experience with gym owners and personal trainers, for example, is that they're afraid, and maybe this is you guys, like, so pay attention here. They're afraid to ask for the referral because this person already paid me. I can't ask them for anything else. They paid me money. I feel bad. I feel like I'm asking for a handout. I feel like I'm asking for help. I feel like I'm asking them to do extra work. Uh, And they're paying me. Like, this doesn't make sense. It's not charity, you guys. It's not a handout. It's not a special favor. Like at the end of the day, they are essentially doing you a favor. But trust me, if your business, if what you're delivering is good and they are happy, go back to Joe's example. What did he ask me first? How are you enjoying your time in the dojo? And I gave him a positive response. Do you ask for a referral from somebody with a negative response, Joe? Hell no. Okay. We don't want that referral, right? That's not going to be a good fit. They're not happy. I'll address the customer service first. How can we make them happy if we can? And if they're not a good fit, they're not a good fit. But you don't ask them for a referral. You guys, we're talking about your best clients. Who are your favorite clients? The ones who bring you joy when you meet them. The ones who are happy to pay the money. They don't ever complain about billing. They, They offer to pay more. 
That would be a, a good red flag for me. I'd be like, oh, this is an amazing client that I should definitely ask for repeat referral reviews, right? Business from. That's what you should be doing. Target them. And this is organic. So it is work. Like, and this is honestly why 99.9% .9 of gym owners I talk to avoid it. This is why they avoid it because it's work and it's easier to pay Facebook. It's, it and is. There's a timing of this that can also be incorrect. And there's, I'm going to deep dive a little bit on this, Jeff, because it's important. Sure. And I'll use the real estate example, right? A realtor helps you buy a home, you buy the house, you move in. And now the realtor comes over for a visit. Typically what a realtor does at that point is they come over for the visit, they look at your house and then they go, who do you know who that could, right? And they jump in real too quick. Mm -hmm. Take a step back here, guys. Jeff's been, for example, in the dojo program for over 20 weeks. Mm -hmm. So I've earned the right because we see each other every week, every week, every week. Once you move into your home, if you're a real, real estate agent, you get your client to move in the home. My suggestion to you is you go and visit and you just pay a visit. Yeah. It's the word. And then later on, you ask, not during that visit. Because what you'll do is you'll turn people off. So I get the understanding of I'm afraid to ask. Okay, I get it. It's later on. Once you've truly built that know, like, and trust. So there is, there is a tactful way to do it based on relationship as opposed to based on revenue. That's exactly it. And, you know, to, to the point I was making there as well, it's... It is more work to get the organic leads. However, you're going to get the highest revenue out of those organic leads because it's not about just that single purchase. Think about it. Like if you get the repeat business, the referrals, the reviews out of this one person that turns into more business, it blossoms, right? It grows, it flourishes. And then the next person, if treated in the same way and delivered the exact same amazing experience, could then do the same repeat referral reviews. And then yeah. again and again and again, we're talking about one sale that turns into many, right? Yes, it's work, but it's so much more worth it, so much more valuable than you could fathom than spending $2,000 in a month on Facebook advertising. Well, and you I, said something that was pretty that profound. Hill. You said something that was pretty profound earlier, Jeff, and it was the fact that you did this, this better you challenge what it was is it created this, this unstable foundation in your business. Yes. And so the unfortunate thing is that can, that can happen the exact same way with, with the challenging things of AI and, and, yeah. and advertising. If, you, if we take the time to build a solid foundation in our businesses and we get organic growth through referrals and repeat business, then when we earned the right to get to a point where, hey, now that I've got a good organization, a strong team of people that can handle more leads, that's when you can pull the trigger on that. So we're not suggesting that advertising is bad. What we're suggesting is make sure that you pull the trigger at the right time and that you have the right people in place. And ultimately, that the repeat business, that the referral business, that the review side of your business, the retention is exceptional. Mm -hmm. When you've done it that way, you're going to be in, you're going to be on easy street, man. That's the key. And, and ultimately what is, what's the bottom line? 
We need to deliver on the promise that we are offering. That's exactly it. I mean, I, I talk to business owners often when I'm working with them uh, on mentorship calls about building that foundation. So I won't let them do Facebook advertising until they build that foundation because yeah. of what happened to me. It's yeah. essentially, you guys, the story of the three little pigs. You're going to get a straw house or you're going to get a brick house. If you build that foundation, you've got the brick house. If you exactly. just skip, if you cheat, if you cut corners and you go straight to Facebook ads day one with your business, you're going to get a straw house. That straws and sticks, you're going to be in big trouble. It's going to get blown down. I guarantee you. I've seen it happen more Same than just my own personal experience, but I've seen it happen with other business owners as well. It is not a strong business foundation to build upon, and I don't suggest that you do it. Go organic first. Build that strong foundation of repeat clientele that are happy to do reviews and referrals. And then go to the Facebook ads once you've built the process to suit. And we're going to talk about the process in way more detail between uh, what Joe does with his army of one and what I do with Burley Sales. We'll give you guys sort of the, the amalgamation of material on a later episode here coming up soon. But we wanted to get this one out of the way early on in this podcast, I feel, because like we said, we're seeing this all over the place. I cannot scroll for more than one second on my Instagram oh, yeah. or my Facebook feed without seeing some sort of marketing guru telling me you can get me a hundred leads. Like, and I, what I say, I don't want them. I don't want those leads. I don't need them. I need right. good leads. I need organic leads. I need powerful uh, leads that give me traction and a good, strong foundation within my business. So, so here's, here's something tactical that I want everybody to consider. And there are two sets of five words Two sets of five words that I want you to write them down and commit them to memory. The first one is, again, depending on what kind of product or service that you're providing, the first one is at the point of purchase when you've congratulated someone and you've validated their purchase decision and you have this conversation and they feel good about it, you go, can I count on you? Can I count on you in the future be able to provide me with a referral, right? The other time is when you have a certain product where they've made the decision and they've done all their research and they feel good about it and you go, who do you know who? Those are the two sets of five words. Can I count on you? Who do you know who? Use them in the right timing and the right sequence and repetitiveness. I promise you, you're gonna build an organic business with such a solid foundation that you will be helping more people, you will be selling more people, and you're gonna have a very wealthy lifestyle. 100%, and uh, to, to further that point, I'm gonna use this on you guys right now. Can I count on you, listeners and viewers on YouTube, uh, whenever this airs on YouTube, to drop us a five-star review if you feel that we provided you some strong action steps today that can help move you closer to personal wealth and help you have a successful business. If so, please do drop that five-star review. Please share this podcast with any of your friends in business or in sales or both uh, because they will definitely 100% benefit from this. I mean, I understand each episode you're getting like one, maybe two action steps. But if you start adding these things up, if you start putting all these pieces of this big old jigsaw puzzle together, we guarantee you're going to be successful. 100%. So from us here, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Be sure to like and subscribe. Drop the five-star review. You can find us at 
SOSdojo.com and at BurleySales.com. That is your correct that is address. That's correct. You've got I it, man. It. Look yeah. at me. Seven episodes in, you guys. I got this. Don't worry. You got uh, this. You can also follow us on our socials at Burley underscore sales. Uh, it's B-U-R-L-Y. And then you can also follow Joe at the Joe Marcoux. Uh, and all of that is in the podcast description as well. So thank Joe. you guys for listening. We'll be back again next week, every Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern. We'll see you.